Welcome back to Heartfire Tales and Death One, the land of might, magic, and sorry, Jim, mourning. Jesus. Right into it. Right into it. Sid, we're not going to give a recap here because I think if you're listening to this episode, probably listen to the others. Yeah, you, you know what's happened. And if you haven't, well, wow. Sid, you have just seen Monica pull from the wreckage of the last resort and you're kind of seeing this the shell of this building still kind of like smoldering and on fire and you see that fire is also spread to some of the other buildings but like you know a lot of people are running around kind of trying to put out fires and in the midst of all this chaos like you know the hoots force have only just fallen in the past less than a minute probably and in the midst of all this chaos you see monica Still in his enlarged form, reaching down into the rubble of the last resort and taking out the body of Kong Greystone. Stormzy! Stormzy! Get over here right now! Right now! Stormzy! You see Stormzy runs over, or at least tries to run over. He looks very wounded and spent and haggard from his fight. Like, he just spent this entire time also fighting one of the Hoots Force by himself. And he rushes over and he sees the body of Khan in Monica's hands and he hears you crying out and screaming for him. And you see he kind of like, he like wearily tries to pull together this like latent nature magic that's in the air that he's been, that he was previously using to cast down lightning bolts and to, you know, summon like healing rain and stuff like that. And he tries to, you know, send out a, a healing word to, to Khan. Um, but of course, nothing happens. No, 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 Stormzy! Stormzy, I ran. Some clerics could like bring people back. He's crossing over to the other side. Stop him. Get him back. Bruv, look. Yeah, clerics can't do that, bruv. The, the level of magic required in that, I, I don't have it in me. And even if I did, there's you need diamonds for that. And the last diamond I had, we used to, to close the portal back up in my cabin. I like kind of shake off his hand and I, I grab the uh, long rest um, coffee. Uh, from the Nadini yeah. out of my bag and just start, like, dumping that, in, like, basically onto Khan's mouth. And I'm like, Khan, Khan, no, 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 get up. Khan, get up right fucking now. Khan, you promised me, you promised me back with the giants that you wouldn't leave me alone. You promised me you wouldn't leave me here. You wouldn't abandon me. Don't do this. And as you kind of, like, start, you're, like, screaming, shouting at Khan, like, you're still in the midst of all this like turmoil. There's still people like running and screaming from the last resort. The miasma that Maynard had put on people to you know make them see each other as Mr. Fishters has has lapsed now, and everyone's kind of like looking at each other, worried. Everyone else is like, there's so many people also like tending to wounded, some dead, and kind of in the middle of this is you're kind of like beside, surrounded by like the smoke of many fires. Melody comes up to you and they try to pull you away, and they're like, hey, look. Sid, Sid, come on, we just, we need to... No, 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 Melody, you don't get it. The reason he's here is my fault. He was never going to join a fucking band. I signed his name. I'm the one who signed that form. I made him come to this. He was trying to avenge his family. And now he's here. Look, I... I... I, I saw what, I saw what he did. You know, he... Khan 
I think Khan knew what was going to happen when he went in there. He, or at least he knew he was ready for it. I think he's been ready for for a long time. If I if I had to guess, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, Melody. You can't do this to me. No. Look, there's 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 nothing I can say. There's it's you can see that they're in shock as well, and they kind of also look down. Monica's now like you know placed Khan's body onto the ground, and they also just start like weeping openly. I didn't even get to sing him the song I wrote about Marianne and Adam. I can't. I can't deal with this. No. This isn't what was supposed to happen. All the stories are lies. Every story, every song, they're just lies. Your emotional sin, I'm not going to rise to that. Look. Look, look. Hey, Sid. What would Khan want us to do right now? Right now, what would he want us to do? Look around you, Khan. Look around you, Sid. Look around you. Look at every, all these people here. All these people are alive because of you, because of Khan. Okay? Okay. Monica, can you at least take his body somewhere safe? Uh, yeah, I can bring to to giants if... No. If... Let's keep him here. He deserves a warrior's funeral. Okay, I... um, And you see, he kind of just picks Hans up and kind of just like walks like the edge of town where there's like more room and away from kind of where the, the fight was. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is getting the rest of everything settled. At the moment, because for one, it's distracting. Said, and Melody kind of like see that that's what they're trying to like focus you into. It's like, okay, hey, look, look, let, let's make a plan. Said, okay, let's just make a plan. Let's just try and get through this. Okay, let's look. There's there's fires to be put out. There is there's people to be tended to. Okay, I mean, like you you have some you have some potions. Let's you know, I, I still have a, a little bit of magic left. We can we can go around. We can. We can make sure that no one else, no one else dies. Fink's still in water form as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it allows Sid to go kind of into a comatose state of like just directing Fink towards something and allows Fink to have a focus as well, mm. you know, to not think about it either. So that's what we're going to be focused on. And Sid's just going basically comatose otherwise. Yeah, I think... Everyone in the town is like somewhat numb. There's still so many people who can't believe what's going on, believe that the Hoots Force have actually attacked and were so brazen to even attempt to burn down the building or successfully burn down the building. After maybe 30, 40 minutes of kind of, you know, you in this kind of like haze bringing Fink around, water gunning down any of the fires, you see that Vanny and Aaron come up to you. Well, Sid, I'm... Are, are are you okay? Do you want like we some of the some of the guys got got some tea here? Do you do you want a do you want a cup of tea? No, no, I don't want any tea. I don't know what's in it. It's it's just it's just tea. I appreciate it, Vanny. I just this this isn't how the stories make everything sound. Well, the heroes are supposed to have glorious tales, not. Not the first place they go to. I guess, you know, the, the stories tell us what we want to 
what we want to hear. Um, you're you're free to write whatever stories you you, you want about about Khan here and about his legacy. And you know, I think for for what it's worth, we'll you know, like he, he's going to live on through us and you know through tr- Hector here. And you see Hector's kind of like covered in sweat. He's like in shock, but like kind of half crying. He's like, I mean, we. We we owe everything to to Con. Um, we'll. How's the rest of the family doing? At this point, you see Blake and Son also approach, and Son kind of like rushes over to you and gives you a hug. You see, Blake is kind of like looking incredibly like kind of conflicted about everything. Like he just he's kind of caught and doesn't know how to process anything. Like he's because he you can tell he's like incredibly overwhelmed by the sheer amount of emotions that are like running through the town he's just kind of trying to you see him kind of like just holding his head or like holding over his like ears as if he's trying to like block out the sounds of everything but he he can't blake yes you remember khan saw the best in you when no one else would nobody else would you remember that each day and you remember to live up to what he expected out of you i will did he half like kind of looks at you? Did Khan ever tell you of his loss? He uh, he told me about Marion and Adam. Look, maybe another time I'll tell you everything that he that I saw in his mind. But in the last moments. He finally felt peace knowing he had saved people as he himself was saved. Well, I'm glad he went out with peace then, even if it leaves the rest of us without it. You see that, like, as you mentioned, like, other people's feelings and emotions, he again kind of gets, like, overwhelmed and kind of just, like, retreats back and, like, walks away, trying to, like, he's like, I, I need to, I need to go and go. I'm so edgy. I need to leave. <laughs> and you see he kind of just like flees out kind of out of the town trying to again like following where um following where like monica had gone and after another few minutes monica comes back in kind of walking looking for you <laughs> sid and gives you a, a big giant bow squat i could try my best to squat back in the you you no need squat Okay, it's okay. I found this in Con's things. Um, I can't read, but looks like letters and swiggles. Maybe you can read. Okay. And he hands you over just like a, a ripped out piece of paper, like kind of, kind of a, a crudely, as if it's like torn from a journal or something. I'll try to make this brief. I don't know how long I have until Sid gets back. He's gone off to make our case with that Smith, Morrissey. I have no doubt he'll be successful. Kid has a way with words, far more than I ever did. I'm going to take a leaf from his book, though, and start writing down some thoughts before this battle. By the time he notices I've torn one out, I'm sure we'll be celebrating our victory. At least I hope we will. See, that's the thing. I've been in a lot of fights, and I gotta say, I'm not sure I like our odds for this one. I've seen these Hoots Force lads in action outside Hovden. I couldn't remember it at first, but it's come back to me over the last little while. They're strong. 
a lot stronger than I think we're ready for. We've pulled in a lot of help, and I have a trick I think will give the villagers a fighting chance, but I'm still not overly confident. It took everything we had to stop Bellacor, and this wine gum fella brushed them aside like a newborn kitten. Anyway, that's not to say we won't give it everything we've got. Everything dies if you hit it hard enough. Kid's got enough kick with that bow of his to see it done, if anyone does. I have a feeling that this situation might not afford us the chance to be as lenient as we usually are. I saw it in him when we were up against Blake. He was ready to kill him with that very first shot. I have to say I'm thankful that he won't hesitate in the fight, but I'm worried Sid isn't ready for it. He's a good kid, a kind kid. Killing someone seems opposed to who he is. I'll have to make sure to sit him down and talk through it after. Let him know that sometimes it's unavoidable, that sometimes you gotta deal with a few bad people so that a lot of good people can go on living. I have no doubt he'll be able to deal with it anyway. He's a good kid. He asked me just now if I was proud of him. Didn't pay it enough heed at the time, but I must remember to bring it back up. Maybe I can pretend to be drunk and say it to save him the awkwardness. I am proud of him, even though I've only known him a little time. It feels like much longer. I haven't met anyone so willing to blindly help out just for the sake of doing good since Dekairus. I feel like with Sid and Melody, I found a lot of something that I haven't had since then. It's a good feeling. I hope that I can do for Sid even a small bit of what Dekairus did for me. Anyway, better finish this up. I can see the kid coming out of the smiths, and I don't want him to realize what I've done to his book. Anyway, on the off chance that you read this, Sid, I am proud of you, for what it's worth. Con. Yeah, Sid's just gonna basically, being a teenager, take it with him and go into another room and just sit down in the corner and cry. Yeah, you... With Fink. Yeah, you and Fink kind of, you know, Morrissey offers up his house and like, you know, like a, a back room in his forge for you to go and compose yourself, basically, and take as much time as you need. All around you, what the audience would see, not what Sid's seeing, but kind of what's happening in the town is you see Brettnock and all of the other people who had like sworn this oath of self with Khan all banding together, instantly trying to just help each other. You see that Johnny has come back into town kind of like, you know, with the other merchants who like carted people out of the town. Um, You even see that Elvish comes down from Nadini with healing potions and herbs and things like that that that's been sent by Imelda to to kind of give any help that that they could offer. And as as like night falls over the town, you see Brethnock and all the other veterans now meeting instead in the other inn of the town, pouring a drink out. Um, for each other and kind of leaving one empty on the table mm-hmm. for Khan. So it's going to find Blake wherever he is. Yeah, you can probably like mentally reach out to Blake. Um, He's still just at the outskirts of town still. Blake, uh, in all the time that you've looked into the mourning of Khan and all his loss, especially with the loss of his, you know, the Holy Thunder Force, the team he was with, how did they do their funerals? 
You had to have seen them. You see that he he beckons Sun over, who you gonna get the feeling that they've not you know they're trying to keep as close as possible to each other. Yeah, and he looks at Sun, and you can see kind of he like he might mind things with her, and she then shows an image of. Like a, like a composite image of like loads of different like funerals that have happened um that you would have seen because like you know Khan had like fully just opened up his mind to to Blake so like he has a lot in there of him and you, you see this kind of composite image of like loads of different kind of like highly like religious but militaristic funerals um a lot of kind of like words said to Lou that you maybe think are might not be super appropriate yeah now but the the core of it was that they would raise a pyre, burn bodies, usually kind of all together, you know, to show that they're all comrades in arms. And you would see that they would form a ring around the pyre. They would all interlock their shields. And then you would have one person who would walk around who kind of hit each shield as mm-hmm. they go. And then on the final one, they would hit it. All this blue lightning would arc around. Lightning would be called from the sky ignite the pyre and that would be kind of like the the send off um for him that's very cool i'm not sure we can pull that off but uh i'm gonna call over the uh, military dudes i said what's uh i uh before we leave i mean you all joined joined you know the the force with him um i think khan deserves a funeral appropriate for for what he did for his you know, for his comrades in arms. I we can we can source up net for for the morning. Yeah, no no problem. Is there? I mean, look, we all kind of served in the military up here in, in the north. There's probably a lot of similarities there. But if there's something specific you want, we can we can do it. Do you know what he he had mentioned? He was in various different things, but he never he was kind of kept things close to his chest. He never really said what. He, he never told us what the name of his unit was or anything. He was part of the Holy Thunder Force. And and you see at this, like, Brethnock kind of, like, his eyes just, like, shoot wide open. Like, kid, I know you're going through that, but are, are, are you sure? That's, they're, um, no, I'm... they all died a, a long time ago. Well, apparently not all of them, but now they are. Well, I guess we'll do what we can um, to, yeah, like, some of us have, you know, alongside that some of them years and years ago but yeah we can we can do something um i'm sure i'm sure storms you can can help yeah that's fair yeah let's do it tomorrow sid has not slept in almost 48 hours now yeah um and is emotionally and physically just a zombie Mm -hmm. so with a very dark irish goodbye he's (laughs) Just gonna go off to his room and <laughs> collapse. You do that. In the morning, you know, a funeral pyre is raised for for Khan. You see that the veterans have actually worked just through the night and like have like stood vigil for him essentially and like raised it. And you see Stormzy kind of like does his best to imitate what that funeral ceremony looks like. And Melody kind of stands by you throughout the whole the whole thing. Um, is, is there anything you, you know, before this happens, uh, is there anything you want to, you want to say any final words you have to, I know it's kind of a lot to just throw on you. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's appropriate. So I'm going to walk forward to the thaumaturgy that <laughs> Stormzy has set up, I'm guessing. Sure, or, yeah. You know, to address the crowd. And uh, so first, I want to thank everyone for uh, coming out here. Um, you were all incredibly important to Khan. To me, I was so excited to join a band to Khan. This was about making the world the best place it could be. And you all mattered to him so much. And it's great to see that you all, or that he matters to you all as well. Khan, we never ask you to be strong, but you made the rest of us stronger. We never ask you to be brave, but you made it so we could all sleep at night. We never ask you to fight for us, but you taught us how to fight for ourselves. I never ask you to be proud of me, but you still were. I never ask you to be a father to me, but you were the closest I ever fucking had to one. The emptiness you have left in my life by leaving me here, I don't know if I can ever forgive you for. But I loved the time we had together, and I love who I've become as a result of this. So now I'll be strong, because you were. I'll be brave. Because you taught me to be. And I will fight. Because I know that someone needs to. And I will be someone that I know that you would be proud of. Goodbye, God. I hate this. Step back. One by one, people who have, you know, have only just met Con also come up to share words. Johnny steps forward. And, you know, kind of just like speak not just to, to you, say, but kind of just the whole town. Well, uh, I only knew Con very briefly. We spent some time on the road. We shared a drink or two, but I've never known someone to have such an impact on not just one person. And he looks at you, Sid, but, and, Entire fucking town is still is still standing because of him. He is united people. He's been an ultimate friend of giants. He's been I was heard in stories about some fucking mushroom man that he was maybe friends with, maybe enemies with still not quite sure on that one, but the fact that even people even what we would say our monsters speak well of him and at this point he kind of looks at Lake and Son and, and would defend him and do anything for him I think that stands to to his character and to his legacy um, and he takes out his flask speaks one down throws a little bit onto the onto the fire walks away you see, like, a single solitary tear from from his eye. Fanny and Aaron, come up. Okay. Well, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for Con, our, our Hector here, and you see that, you know, Fanny is, like, almost death-gripping Hector, like, you know, mm. just so close to to her. You know, he, he... Hector here wouldn't be alive, and so we've... 
we we've everything to 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 owe to Khan. Um, it for what it's worth, and again, most of these people who are coming up are directing all of these direct at you, Sid. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, I mean, that when we rebuild, it's not going to be the last resort. It's it's going to be the Greystone Inn. Sid's going to cry at that too. <laughs> you see Hector being so young, he's still not like quite understanding everything that's going on but he kind of like pipes up a little bit and has his like little wooden sword still and he's like I thought Khan was real cool and he he taught me to use a sword um and I thought he was real strong when he when he saved the soul and then Vanny kind of like uh, and I kind of bring him away and then finally Marcy comes up well Sid I I think you had the measure of him and i speak for everyone that Khan showed us what it is to be strong what it is to give it your all and trust in yourself and and he looks around at to Brethnock and to all the other like the veterans and stuff and all the other people who swore the oath of self we swore with him and he has shown us the strength and if maybe we were stronger we could have helped out more and for that, we're sorry. But we are going to be, we are going to wield what strength we have as he wanted, as a blade. And we're going to be a shield and we're going to defend this town. We're going to, we're going to carry on his name and his legacy. And we're, we're going to be a bastion for him, for what he wanted. Um, I don't know if that helps you, but it's the least we can do. And, what we're gonna it's what we're gonna focus on I think nothing else would honor his memory more than that Sid loses his composure a bit and just kind of for a second just kind of collapses on to, to melody knowing that melody mm. is feeling the same way yeah and pulls himself together a bit and uh, um, and melody I think that Khan always loved you're singing in your songs. If you have something you can sing, I think that would be great. Yeah, you see Melody pulls out a guitar and plays a totally not... She, they play a, just a fantasy version of Just in the Wind by Kansas. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone kind of like disperses, kind of leaves the two of you, you know, alone and to it. Um, I don't know, they go for lunch in sloppy joes or something yeah um gonna go up to monica like hey monica um <clears throat> it would mean a lot to me if if i could take Khan's belt it meant so much to him he would not shut up about how proud he was to have that belt that belt given to Khan. you friend of Khan. that belt yours i think i appreciate it yeah uh, is there anything else you want to take from Khan's possessions. <laughs> loot the corpse here, Ryan. <laughs> I imagine, let's say, you know, that was part of the, the normal thing to have stripped the body and wrapped it, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, Sid is now going to equip uh, the sword onto his back. Nice. Um, and the belt. And, you know, since I'm a one-man team, I'm just Gonna go around town and get all the items back that we distributed to people and uh, sure, yeah, and equip these things. 
Uh, yep. You you gear yourself up, but I am going to go up to Son and Blake and say, "Listen, uh, and Melody as well. Gather gather the people together. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, I need to get back to town. Um, oh, oh. I mean, somberness aside, there are some really big things that have happened here. I mean, we just." Killed three members of the Hoots Force. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we did that, right? That was that was a bit that was a bit crazy. Yeah, and uh, and Melody, um, you know, um, I need to kind of observe on the road the impacts of the fact that I have fed. I don't think you saw that. I think. Oh no, I saw that. It was it was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of need to observe that on the road. And see what the impacts of that. Yeah, are. um, I really gotta, I gotta get back to Michaela and report this as well. Um, oh yeah, I, I guess your new band's first endeavor. We murdered three members of the Hoots Force. Yeah, um, kind of. You know, Michaela kind of just asked us to go and ask the Nini to move out of the 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 area and see what was up with Stormzy. Um, things kind of escalated a bit, so um. Yeah, a bit of an avalanche there. Yeah, it was a bit of an avalanche. Um, kind of need to see what Michaela makes of this and what what she wants to do about it. Um, I also, yeah, <laughs> I, I got to report back. Um, I mean, look, we can if you got to travel to town, I got to travel back to Ronar. We can we can travel together for a bit if you want, and then split ways. Yeah, yeah. Now, Sunrise and Blake, I I know you guys probably want to. Spend some time here with uh so like nods her head emphatically, yeah. But uh in in the future, I don't know when, um I'm probably going to need you all because town being town, I'm gonna need to report this, but I'm going to need sources. Um and unfortunately you all are a pretty pretty big source for you know what the news <sighs> force has been doing. Now, I can promise you, Blake, don't worry. I mean, this is kind of like how my field works. We all the time have, like, animals and things like that that, you know, we'll show for studies and things. And it is very easy to bring these in and say these cannot be used for poking and prodding or anything like that. It's a visual source, and then it cannot be held by town. That's very easy paperwork to fill out. I, I trust you, Sid. I know. And here's the thing. You can also trust Herman, who I know you haven't met, but he's my lead professor and he's scarier than anyone I've ever met in my life. And he's going to be the same way. I mean, okay. In a very scientific way, he protects nature and, you know, you would be a very similar type source. Just say the word. Send word here. We will be here with our family. That's great. And I like hearing you use that term. It's a great thing to have. Take care, Sid. Yeah, you too. And yeah, with that, I'm going to head off. I know Stormzy can't really go to town. I've still got his thesis. So, Yeah, Stormzy probably comes up to you at some point. Maybe like your preparation to, to leave town. And he's like, Right, bruv, um, Sid, yeah, look, obviously I haven't gone up to my cabin, but kind of judging by previous Hoots Force activities, yeah, I would say 
none of my research is yeah i'd imagine i've got the only thing left yeah um i think there's a lot to do here yeah but so you that's super important yeah um don't worry you know where i grew up you know no i I know um look i'm gonna do what the iron circle have asked me to do here yeah um but you you get that research back it's (laughs) pretty pretty fucking important yeah 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 um there's look this is the there's, there's stuff to be learned here there's stuff to be learned you know i think you've got stuff from blake and stuff yeah so yeah you get get studying you you figure out what's going on yeah first things first stop to stop by herman and see what's going on so yeah you leave stone's reach mm. you maybe travel down with with johnny for a bit um he can kind of like he'll like detour you so you know there's a bit more of a um well actually no i'll, I'll let you know what does sid do what does sid think the best way is would sid kind of go through like the wilderness and stuff trusting in his own instincts or would we prefer to go with people a little bit of the way melody will probably come with you for you know at least as i said until ronar which is on the way yeah um go part of the way with people but also i mean i don't know if more hoots force are going to be you know, mm. searching for me or anything. So we'll eventually go, but before into the into the wilderness, um, before parting ways with uh, Melody, though. Hey, Melody, um, just wondering, before we part ways, would it be possible to, like, borrow a guitar or something? Oh, um, yeah, of, of course. Gonna have a lot of downtime, you know, like, studying. And you, uh... Got to learn to tell stories and sing songs, Sid. Kind of like very testing the waters, jive, like a joke at you. Accurate ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, then I'll continue on my way very yeah. stealthily. Yeah, you head back to town. Kind of Melody says their goodbyes to you. And you know that like, you know, it's very much like a, not a goodbye, it's a see you later. You know, there's still, there's stuff that they need to go and like sort out. So that you need to go sort out. Um, but yeah, you eventually head back into town. Yeah. Ryan, describe to the audience what town is like. All right. <laughs> so when you're first approaching, it just looks like you're walking up to a mountain. You know, uh, from a distance away, you don't really see anything. Like, it, you know, it doesn't look like you're coming upon civilization. But as you get closer, you realize that your eyes kind of refocus you realize there is a huge, huge ornate structure carved right into the side of it. And this is the Grand Library of town um, carved right into the mountain. And a lot of the other buildings would be carved from stone as well. Uh, The people of of town don't, they're a commune. There's not a lot of building their own things. You know, they've got agreements with, you know, the the outside, like with the dwarves and things like that. provide knowledge uh, reports and things like that in you know and and therefore get services from them Mm. so a lot of these buildings will be carved and things like that you'll see a weird amount of like gold in just strange places like a gold pot just like sitting outside um you know a silver thing somewhere more just being used practically but like really expensive stuff just kind of like very strange places like ornate like silver and gem like wind chimes and stuff 
or yeah, not even like wind chimes because that would be too like just fancy for the sake of it. Mm. Like, but yeah, there's ornate stuff just like randomly strewn about because these things were given as gifts from mm. you know from other neighboring places, but there's not a currency in town, yeah. so these don't really hold any value any more than a metal one. They would actually be worth less. So yeah, use some gold for like a flower pot or something like mm-hmm. that. Not not anything important. Um. So that's a weird thing, like seeing around. Um, good amount of vegetation, um, and everywhere you go, it's quite clean, and everyone is is in robes, um, where appropriate. As everyone is a scholar, everyone has chosen to be here, and is studying something. Everyone walking around with their books, uh, people bumping into each other, like you might see in modern days, but not looking at phones. Yeah. They've got their heads in books and writing, you know, as they're as they're walking around, um, very focused in their own little world as they're going. Um, the the houses themselves would be quite small. Nobody is very lavish or anything. Um, houses are are asked to be built, you know, based on the amount of children that you know the families plan on having, things like that. Mm. Um, as a first stop before anything. You know, get into town. Sid's a bit of a mama's boy. Um, yeah. And he comes upon what would, based on everything else you've seen, be a house that is a bit larger than expected, knowing the fact that it's just Sid and his mother. Mm. So, yeah, kind of a, a mid-sized to larger house they, they, that he arrives at. And he, uh, that's where I'm stopping first. Gonna go knock on the door. Yeah, you knock on the door. Um, and from inside, you hear kind of like, all like hustling and bustling and you hear kind of like a faint voice of like now now who on who on who on left one could be that who's who's calling here who's calling here um and you you see then the the door opens and you're like well sid sid that that you what hey mom what what why why are you here what it is it is way too early for you to be back what what's going on get get you look like you've been traveling through the dirt for past months. What? Come on, get get in, get inside, Sid. Sid, get in. Come on, come on, come on. Mom, I need to talk to you. Um, my boy. And she just like absolutely bear hugs you. Yeah, we go inside. Mom, road's been tough. Um, it's not easy out there. It's not. It's not for everyone. I uh joined a band. I had a really good band. We uh okay. That, well, that's good. That's good. And I think you kind of you know you always been talking about bands and how much you love them and then, you know what you'd like to do and how you like to. Mom, we saved an entire race of hill giants. I, I mean, this we uh, this, this is just getting better, but I kind of not really understand why you're. We uh we should have won a battle of the bands. We got second place. Um, you um we uh we we saved an entire town, mom. Um, and. And the other member of my party just died. And I wasn't there to save him. Oh, Sid. It... Okay. You sit down. I'm gonna I got a stew cooking. We're gonna we're gonna sit down, we're gonna get you some get you some food, get you comfortable. And you're gonna tell me all about him, alright? Okay. Bob. Fuck the hoots force. Sorry. I don't you know I don't appreciate that language. I know, sorry. You're... That's who killed him. Okay. This this is a, this is a lot. You can, this is a, this is a lot know, here. Sid. I know. I'm um, sorry, Bob. But look, 
Okay, no, just no, sit down no, and I'll just tell you no, the whole no, story. You, you, you sit down, okay? You know, you're you're in my house now. You're going to sit down. You're going to... First, you're going to relax. You're going to get yourself together. I'm going to look after you, okay? You're going to get you some food. You're going to get you some tea. You're going to get you some nice water. Here, take take this. I only got the shitty forks and Shanzi is like beautiful, like jewel-encrusted um, and gold-like plate. Look, you just... You know, the other ones are kind of being washed, but you, just, you take this here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you some food. I'm gonna, you know, I'm fixing some up at the moment, right? Excuse everything. That's, you know, it's kind of like a bit like a hurricane, it's just come run rolling through. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it right up, all right? For the listeners at home, Dylan is just literally doing my actual mother. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly good impersonation. Lana, this one's <laughs> for you, okay? <laughs> and. She kind of like you, probably twenty or thirty times try to start speaking, and she just keeps rolling over you, and like just like, just fully like mothers you, fully mothers Fink as well. And it's I'm like sure Fink is loving being back home. Yeah, like Fink is just has not stopped eating since he walked into the door. Okay, you got a full belly. You're in a safe place. You can tell me all about. It. Cool. So yeah, I take her through the past. Twenty-seven episodes, <laughs> yeah, um, and tell her all about Khan and everything like that. Then what's happened? And um, and at the end of it, I say to her, you know, after our conversation about that, I say, and mom, one other weird thing happened. Um, I another weird thing. That's a lot of weird things. Go. Well, I'm not sure I how much I can more I can take. You know, I when I when I sent you out in the world when Herman said you're going to be you know off doing your research thing and like I've gone do my research too, mom, but like mom, this mom. was like this is a, this is a big thing you got gone doing. Mom, like, listen though, you'll I don't I don't know. I really need your advice on this one though. Okay, so I'm going to give upset. you my advice on everything. Don't you know be upset. that I hadn't slept for like 36 hours at this okay, point. Okay, well, first off, you know, you know what I'm going to say there, but uh, I uh. You know how, like, when you're dreaming, the way things feel. Do I know what it's like? I know, your, come I know, on, who Mom. are you talking to? You've been away for too long. I could see another Fink, and I spoke to it, and he came out. And now, does this have anything to do with those mushrooms you were no, talking about? Mom, no. I told you, I was the only one that didn't want to take them. But anyway, Mom. I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, but kind of, you know... Content is like a little bit of a bad influence on you there with that kind of thing. I know. I know. <laughs> he, he was very similar to Fink in a lot of ways. Um, but <laughs> Okay. I'm not really sure how to, how to feel about that. But, I mean, Fink's all right. So, I'll, I guess I'll let you but, play with uh, it. But I literally spoke to this other Fink. He came over and he literally, like, affected the real world. Like, uh-huh. was able to fight with me okay like as a separate entity okay Sid. look you got you got to be careful with this all right look you, this this happens you know there's no big deal kind of what how is this no big deal ah, it's no big deal you know it's well look it's a bit of a big deal i'll i'll, I'll be honest look Sid, be careful with this all right you know tell you what you're gonna come you're gonna train with me and the other dreamers now regularly okay what yeah look you is that what you saw there, that was the dreamscape, all right? It's not necessarily a safe space. You know, you're you're vulnerable there. It's like it's like a reflection of this world. That's why you saw another Fink. What? Yeah. So that's like, that's not related to like the elemental thing with oh, him? El- oh, well, look, I'm not, I'm not kind of, I'm not a natural science one like you or uh, in the arcane. Well, 
I guess Dreaming's a little arcane. We're kind of in the arcane school, but kind of a little side thing. But no, look, it's... People, some of our professors and stuff are not really sure what to call it. Some call it the ethereal plane. Some call it the astral plane. But basically, yeah, there's kind of like, you know, yeah, I've talked to you. You've probably learned some about this in your, your school. Like, you know, back in the day, people would, you know, dream to try and, you know, see the future or see what's happening in, in other parts of them. It wasn't, it was never fully, couldn't fully trust it because it's like a, like a reflection of a reflection of something, you know? But look, yeah. look you're you're vulnerable there. And everything you told me about this this Blake guy, I am this edge frog, um, you know. I didn't know I could do any of this though. Well, here is that you can't. You can't yet, okay? But you could, you know, if, you, if you've done this and you've, you know, you're kind of calling on, Little spear finks and all that kind of stuff. Well, then you, you got you got it in you, but you got to be super careful, right? It's it as I said, it's like it's like our world, but it's not quite. It's like like there's a veil placed across it, like you know, like you know, you got like a veil on your face, and you can't fully see it, and you know, kind of distorts what you're seeing. And like you know, you know, as a hunter, you gotta you gotta have all your senses about you, especially when you're in a new place, and you know, that's uh that that's gonna be real problematic if you don't know if you gotta see what's going on like you imagine you're you're hunting with herman now and you you got both your eyes closed that's what you're doing in the dreamscape all right so you gotta open your eyes you know th this this right now is about as new to you as the time you first picked up that bone i gave you my axe yeah and look you know uh just don't don't go playing around with this okay willy-nilly all right you know back when i was much younger we had this we had a senior professor um Talk was it, you know, he was almost an elder. Why he was at the forefront of dreaming, positing, you know, dreams are a mirror in which to see reflections of the waking world. Well, you know, needless to say, he went, he went mad, said he just straight up what? mad. Yeah. Just up and left one day about, oh, about 40 years ago or so. I was still only a child at then, you know, when he started studies myself, but he was raving about things no one could understand how. Everyone was all on top of each other like a triple decker sandwich, but you know, it needed to be a, a smorgasbord, whatever that is. And then he just left. No one saw him again. Yeah. Oh, mom. Sorry. Along with that, something else to ask you. Um, the Hoots Force. I know I told you a lot of things, but uh, Maynard, that dude. Oh, no. This guy, this guy I'm talking about, his name is Faust. No, no, no. Sorry. Great. <laughs> Good name. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, Mom, I meant to say to you when I was telling you the story, um, I forgot about it, obviously, but uh, Maynard said that he studied with you all and that, and he... Maynard, huh? He he stole memories out of me and Khan at one point. Well, that's just damn right rude. Is that like a, a thing? Like, I there's always like the rumors about that, but I didn't, is that a thing you all can do? You see that she looks like very kind of like uncomfortable at the moment. Like you've brought up family business that no one likes to talk about from back in the day kind yeah. of thing, you know? Well, look, I, I wouldn't usually kind of tell you kind of stuff like this, but you know, you've been through a lot. You've, you've grown. Um, yeah, we, some dreamers can do that. You know, kind of, as I said, we're, we are technically in, in the arcane side of things. We, um, kind of dabble in, in other realms. Isn't and, that the opposite of what we do in town though, Monk? Well, I mean, it's it's knowledge, isn't it? But it's removing knowledge. You gotta look. See, it, town is, yeah, it's a simple place, but there, there's layers. All right, and you gotta. Sometimes you gotta, you know, if you go talk to you know the, 
the medicine people, they will say you got to study disease so you can treat the disease. You got you to gotta understand how bad things happen so you can work to prevent them. So, yeah, there's... None of us do it. None of us do it. But, there, yeah, there can be ways to, you know, go into people's minds and do all sorts of jiggery-pokery in there. It's, you know, no no good to anyone. But, yeah, it can be done. That's terrifying. Yeah. I did not like it. I feel like there's literally, like, a blank space in my brain. Well, we can we can try to get that looked at. We can we can get that sorted for you. It's That's not impossible. Thanks, Mom. I do feel a lot more calm. I, uh, I, I need to go report to Herman. Well, look, Herm, it's late now. We can, Herman can talk in the morning. That's, you know, even speaking, I would say if this were a podcast, this would be uh, about, you know, 30 hours long. So there's a lot to go through here in this one story that you've been sat down talking to me, all right? So, about in the morning, you can go talk to Herman. But right now, you rest. Look, your room's still made up, as always. <laughs> of course. All right, thanks, Mom. Love you. Yeah, I love you too, kid. Nate Dillon say you love me. <laughs> I've told you I love you before, right? <laughs> cool. So then go to sleep. You then... go to sleep next morning. Uh, yeah. You go look for Herman? Yeah, go, go out to the edge of the woods. Yeah, it's morning time. You head out to the edge of the forest. You know that... You know, in the in the library, in like the Great Library of Town, there are loads of some of like the the more like tenured professors and stuff would have rooms and lodgings and maybe you know at least offices and stuff in there. You've never once seen Herman in there. Mm, no, you know if you're to find Herman, he's at the uh, he's in the forest, he's in the woods, he's Herman by the himself. Hermit. He's Herman the Hermit. But you kind of like approach to you know one of the clearings that. You know, he likes, and he would often tell you to meet him there for class, essentially. Yeah. And so you approach, and you see, kind of sitting on, sitting on a log, facing the other way, this, like, hulking beast of a man that you recognize as Herman. He's, like, probably, like, seven foot six or something, like, just, just a He's not. He, there's no giant blood in him, and everyone is surprised at that. He's just a big guy. You approach, and even as stealthy as Sid is, and you probably kind of like fall into old habits of like trying to be as stealthy as possible. Now you're in the woods, like you know he knows you're there. And sometimes, like Herman, just takes a while to acknowledge you. Um, you remember, like when you were training, he once made you just stand for four hours before acknowledging you just just to teach you the patience of a hunter you know and so you kind of just stand there you know he kind of like sometimes it just takes him a bit of time to like almost like psych himself up for talking to people mm. it's only silence doesn't last four hours it only lasts about a couple of minutes and eventually without him looking up you hear this voice like almost speak in your ear as if he's somehow like projecting his voice in a way that's not going to startle anyone else around or any animals that are around. So, you're back, Gertie. What happened? And as he says that, he kind of finally turns around. Um, you see, like, his huge frame, like, barely making, just makes no noise. And you see that, you know, he has, like, one good eye. The other one's, like, has an eye patch over it. 
kind of like peeking out this like hunter's hood that he has on um and this one eye makes eye contact with you and you know before you can respond it's like ah there it is can't mask the smell of death kid what can I do for you it's uh been a tough road there Herman um but I am only back because I have things I need to report to you um and yeah I didn't tell this to my mom but uh yeah, I, I took blood, um, which is tough to deal with, but it's important things at hand. Um, who I killed was the Hoots Force. Three members are now dead. C takes another few minutes before responding, and he just says, worth it? Absolutely. They are distorting nature, for one. They are destroying knowledge they are erasing memories and they are I don't know what with the elemental planes they're not who they're supposed to be proof book and I have sources I don't have a thesis ready obviously it's about three years before I thought I would be coming back yep but uh, needed to be reported I also have Stormzy's accounts here. And I pull out the Stormzy's hmm. books. Stormzy, the mage, the cleric, has entrusted me with his source for me to report. Strange times. Yeah. Full report, then we see. And so you give him the whole, you give him the full, the full scale. And kind of when you finished explaining everything, going through kind of you're kind of slipping back into kind of that more you know your your retelling of the story to your mom was obviously like about the the personal and emotional side kind of slip back into the facts and the reporting nature of it all and see Herman just goes okay go home I speak with elders and I'll let you know also your grandson's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Glad you can tell. <laughs> uh, and as you kind of leave, because leave, he kind of stops you again with one of those kind of like weird whispers in your ear that you're hearing. is like, get studying. Okay. Will do, sir. And that is where we'll end this arc. Oh. All right. Of Heartfire Tales. Good episode, guys. (laughs) 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 When did you get here? There's a ghost in the room. There's a ghost in the room, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Khan's dead. Yeah, gone. Greystone. Gone with the wind. (laughs) Yeah, in between episodes, when I was like, "All right, so we're gonna revivify," and Dylan was like, "No," I was like, "Oh, oh." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Con dead. Con's Con. dead. Con gone. Con gone. Con girl. Wait, what? I just I said that one already. Right? Oh so, fuck! Yeah. Be more God damn! I'm in in the episode now. <laughs> this whole episode, you've just not been present. <laughs> just get for crying so much. Fuck up! <laughs>